Welcome to New Providence Missionary Baptist Church, where we envision to build a biblical community of loving believers, which have a personal relationship with God and each other, modeling the pattern of lifestyle of Jesus Christ. Join us now as we prepare our hearts and minds to hear and receive the Word of God from the man of God, Senior Pastor Rev. Nathaniel Wood. My brothers and sisters, let me give you the Cliff's Notes version of the events that are taking place in the ending chapters of the book of Genesis. In chapter 37, we learn about a young man named Joseph. Joseph was the son of Jacob. The Bible tells us that Jacob loved Joseph more than any of his other sons because Joseph was born to him in his old age. So Jacob had a coat made of many colors and gave it to his son Joseph. And when Joseph's brothers saw the coat and knew that the father loved Joseph more than he loved them, they hated him. One day Joseph had a dream and told it to his brothers. Joseph told them, in my dream we were binding sheaves of grain out in the field when suddenly my sheep rose and stood upright while your sheaves gathered around mine and bowed down to it. After Joseph told his brothers about his dream, the Bible says they hated him all the more. Then Joseph had another dream and told it to his brothers. He said in the dream, the sun and moon and 11 stars were bowing down to me. Not only did he tell his brothers about the dream, but he told his father. And his father Jacob rebuked him and said, what is this dream you had? Will your mother and I and your brothers actually come and bow down to the ground before you? And the Bible says that Joseph's brothers became more jealous of him. But his father, Jacob, kept the matter in mind. So one day, Jacob sent Joseph to the fields where his brothers were grazing his father's flocks. When they saw him coming in the distance, they said, here comes that dreamer. Yep. Yep. Come now. Yep. Let's kill him yep. and throw him into one of these cisterns or pits. Yep. We will tell daddy that a ferocious animal devoured him. Mm-hmm. Then we'll see what comes of his dreams. Well. So when Joseph came to his brother's they stripped him of his coat of many colors 
and they took him and threw him into a pit. And if y'all don't mind, let me pause right here and say, there is no worse hurt than to be wronged by family. Yeah, that's right, preacher. Yep. Am I right about it? Yes, sir. As they sat down to eat their meal, they saw a caravan of Midianites coming toward them. So they lifted Joseph out of the pit and sold Joseph to them for 20 pieces of silver. Yep. The Midianites took Joseph to Egypt and sold him to Potiphar, yep. one of Pharaoh's officials who was the captain of the guard. Yep. And the Bible tells us that the Lord was with Joseph. Yep. Yep. And he prospered him and gave him success in everything that he did. Yep. Potiphar recognized God's favor being upon Joseph, so he put Joseph over everything yep. that he owned. And let me pause and say right here that God can favor you even in situations that you wrongfully end up in. Did you hear what I said? I said, God can favor you even in situations that you wrongfully end up in. The Bible tells us that Potiphar's wife lusted after Joseph and tried to have Joseph to lie down with her. But Joseph, y'all know, y'all read the story, he refused. He maintained his godly integrity. So one day when the other servants were not in the house, she tried by force to get Joseph to lie with her. And Joseph ran out of the house, but she held on to his coat. And when Potiphar came home, she lied. Somebody say, she lied. she lied. She lied on Joseph and told Potiphar that Joseph tried to seduce her and lie with her. And Potiphar became angry and threw Joseph into prison. While in prison, the Bible tells us again that the Lord was with Joseph. And God favored him to the point that the prison warden put Joseph in charge of all those who were held in prison. Now just a few minutes ago I told you that God can favor you even in situations that you wrongfully end up in. While in prison, Pharaoh's cupbearer and baker found themselves incarcerated with Joseph. Both of them had dreams, and Joseph interpreted their dreams. Two years later, 
Pharaoh had some dreams in which none of the wise men and magicians of Egypt could interpret it. Finally, Pharaoh's cupbearer, who had been reinstated to his position, told Pharaoh about Joseph and his ability to interpret dreams. Pharaoh summons Joseph from prison and he tells Joseph about his dreams and God gives Joseph the interpretation. Pharaoh is pleased with Joseph and he says to Joseph, since God has made all this known to you, there is no one so discerning and wise as you. You shall be in charge of my palace, and all my people are to submit to your order. Only with respect to the throne will I be greater than you. Well, Jacob sends his sons to Egypt because he learned that there was grain in Egypt. Why? Because there was a severe famine that ravaged the land of Canaan and Egypt. And Jacob needed provisions for his family. The Bible says when Joseph saw his brothers, he knew them, but they didn't know him. Why, Pastor Wood? Because some 13 years had passed since his brothers had wronged him. Joseph said to his brothers when they came before him, Who are you? You are spies. No, his brothers said, we are here to buy food. Joseph turned his back to his brothers and began to weep. Then Joseph asked, is your father still living? Do you have another brother? They told Joseph that they had another brother and that their father was still living. So Joseph told them, to bring their other brother back to him in Egypt. Lest I keep you too long. Joseph finally reveals himself to his brothers. He says to them, I am Joseph, your brother. The one you sold into Egypt. Now, New Providence and friends, Joseph is in the position of power. He has the power to exact vengeance upon his brothers. Fred, how will Joseph 
treat those mm -hmm. who mistreated him. Will he make them pay? Y'all hey. know it wasn't right how they treated him. That's right. That's right. And what they did to him. That's right. So the question this morning that we want to wrestle with is how do you handle or what do you do when somebody does you wrong. Well, now, I know New Providence and friends that I am being relevant today. Well, because if you have lived in this thing called life any substantial amount of time, you have been done wrong yeah. by somebody. Yeah. Am I right about yes, it? And one of the primary reasons why relationships, families, and even churches break down and break up yeah. is because somebody... Yeah. Or someone mm -hmm. did something to someone else yeah, that's right. that was down right wrong. Yeah. That's right, preacher. That's right. I'm talking about some hurtful yeah. and unkind words yes, were spoken. Yes, sir. And for some people. Because the wrong has never been resolved or rectified, some have allowed the wrong to become the basis for the enemy to construct a stronghold of anger and bitterness in their heart. That, that, that is why some of us have stopped talking to each other. Yeah. Well, well, that's right, preacher. Instead of talking to each other, yeah. we are now talking at each other. And then talking at each other evolves into talking yeah. about each other. That's right, preacher. That's right, preacher. Which leads to separation yes. and isolation. Yes, sir, preacher. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Am I, am I preaching good this morning? Listen mm -hmm. to me good. The danger, somebody say the danger. Of this behavior is that if you don't deal with it, your attitude will begin to dictate your actions. That's right. That's right. That's right. What are you, what are you saying, Pastor Wood? I am saying 
that your attitude can lead to actions where you every time see the person who has wronged you, you will start thinking, I can't stand you. Start thinking thoughts, I hate you. Start thinking thoughts. I wish you were dead. That's right. Go ahead, preacher. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, preacher. But New Providence and friends, the question is, is it possible to get past being done wrong? do we handle people who have done us wrong? I believe that Joseph (laughs) can help us out this morning. Y'all willing to listen to Joseph? After all the wrong that Joseph brothers did to him, In our selected scripture text, in verse 19, Joseph said to his brothers, Am I in the place of God? In other words, Joseph is teaching us that we must handle people who have done us wrong by remembering that we have done wrong too. Oh, okay, okay. Let Let me say that again. Joseph is teaching us that we must handle people who have done us wrong by remembering, thinking about the fact that we have done wrong too. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, what are you saying, Pastor Wood? I am saying the truth that none of us is perfect. That's right. That's right. Lean to your neighbor and say, You ain't perfect. Snatch your halo off. You know how the Bible says it? The Bible says it like this. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And guess what, Reverend Lucas? When the Bible says all, it means, yeah, yeah, yeah. Joseph, in essence, says to his brothers, only God is uniquely qualified to judge anybody. Yes, you might have wronged me, but I have had my moments 
of wrongdoing myself. Only God is absolutely righteous. Only God is totally perfect. In him, there is no darkness at all. Only God, somebody say, only God has impeccable integrity. There is no error with God, no mistake in God. His character is beyond corruption. So, so, so Joseph, what are, what are you telling us? I am telling you that you and I are not qualified to judge anybody. Only God has the character, the quality, and the qualifications to perfectly judge anybody. Makes no difference how many scriptures you can quote or how well you can pray or how loud you shout or how pious you may appear. Only God, somebody say only God is the one who correctly Judges every time. So Joseph would teach us this morning that we can handle those who have wronged us by remembering that we have done wrong too. Deacons, deacons, isn't it crazy for us to think that others don't deserve our forgiveness when we want God to forgive us of our sins? Humor me one more time. Lean over to your neighbor and say, Neighbor! Don't judge me. Why? Because you're not qualified. Secondly, secondly, Joseph would teach us through the text. When people have wronged you, remember that God can make others' actions against you work for you. Oh, 
Let me say it again. I see you writing it down. When people have wronged you, Joseph would teach us to remember that God can make others' actions against you work for you. Yes, sir. Where's that in the text, Reverend? Joseph says to his brothers in verse 20, you intended to harm me, but God intended it for good. In other words, Joseph tells his brothers what you intended to do, to hurt, harm, and destroy me. God used those things in my favor. And I don't know about you, but I am so glad that God can turn the tables in my favor. Aren't you glad about it? Aren't you glad that God is in total control of your life and that his will will be done in your life? Listen to me good. Joseph would teach us today to focus. Somebody say focus. Focus our attention on God's intentions and not what others may intend for you. Oh, y'all, y'all, y'all missed that. I said Joseph would teach us to focus our attention on God's intention for us and not what others may intend for you. What are you saying, Pastor? Some of us are spending too much of our lives focusing on what others did to us what others done to us, what others have said to us. We spend our lives rehearsing past wrongs. And you know what I found out? As long as we keep rehearsing them, we will never move past Oh, Lord. The wrongs. What are you saying, Pastor Wood? I'm saying we must stop letting others define us and shape our lives. I'll say it one more time. We must let others Stop them from defining us 
and shaping us with their wrong thoughts about us. We must remember that only what matters to God should matter to us. And that he has the power to work all things for our good. Somebody say, so what? You intended to destroy me. But God intended to deliver me. So what? You intended to erase me. But God intended to elevate me. So what? You intended to crush me. But God intended to bless me. So what? You intended to lie on me. But God intended to lift me. So what? You intended to do me no good. But God intended to work for my good. I'm about through, I'm through, I'm through. Lastly, lastly, we can learn from Joseph this truth found in the text. When people have wronged you, remember, boy, this this is the shout right here. Remember that God still has the power to heal your hurt. Oh, somebody, that, that ought to be a shout right there. <laughs> Joseph tells his brothers, don't be afraid. Am I in the place of God? You intended to harm me. But God intended it for good. To accomplish what is now being done. In other words, Joseph tells his brothers that God has given me the capacity to forgive you. Somebody say capacity. In other words, Joseph says to his brothers, I am healed of the wrongs that you did to me. 
And I stopped by New Providence this morning with some good news. And that good news is that God can heal you of your brokenness. He can heal you of your hate. He can give you the spiritual capacity to handle people who have done you wrong. How, Pastor? How can God accomplish this in my life? I want you to know that he can accomplish that in your life and my life because Jesus himself had first-hand knowledge of being wrong. Can, can I tell you about Jesus? The Bible says that he was despised and rejected of men. A man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. The Bible says that he came unto his own and his own received him not. Jesus went about doing good, but he was hated, lied on, rejected, charged wrongfully, whipped, and then crucified on the cross. Jesus knew what it was to be wrong. But I'm so glad, I said I'm so glad that he didn't hold our wrongs against us. He took our place and died for us on the cross that we might be delivered from our sins. I'm glad that Jesus was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was placed upon him. But, somebody say, but, but, with his stripes, I said, with this strike, with this strike, you and I can be healed. And given the power 
to forgive those who have wronged us. We know that you have been blessed through the hearing of God's Word on this day. We invite you to join us at New Providence Missionary Baptist Church, located at 4813 Hilltop Needmore Road, Fuquay, Varina, North Carolina. For more information, you can contact our ministry at 919-552-3531 or visit our website at www.newprovidencebaptist.com. Thank you for joining us and be blessed.